accumulation, preservation, generation. At Busey Bank, these are the principles we use to build meaningful financial partnerships with our clients and their families. With sound advice and vast resources, partner with Busey for a personalized approach to your legacy. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Member FDIC. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Hello, my name is Nigel. Hammer's right over there with a very special guest on the DriveHubler.com hotline. He is an investigative reporter for the Daily Signal. Tony Kennett joining us. Tonus, let's begin with uh, the big interview that Kendall and Casey had with Republican Jefferson Shreve <laughs> earlier today. Did you catch any of it? Yeah, I did. I, I sat there as I was uh, moaning under the annoyance of the Department of Education conference that they're holding today. And I tuned in to watch little Jeff give his, his best pitch as to why he's totally not insane. Yeah, the takeaway that I got from the whole thing, and I listened to it from the beginning until the end, was that, number one, he got really defensive when you bring up pandering. Like when Robert Casey would bring up the word pandering, he got really defensive. And two, he was trying to play this whole, well, by golly shucks, I'm still learning. I'm learning on the job. That's not what I want to hear from somebody trying to take over my city, which is a major city. You know, I've, I've talked about this before because there's a, a big guy in, in education, his name is James Lindsay, and he is pro-choice and I am pro-life. And I also realize that I'm young and I'm still learning a lot about many things in the world. I have not attained all, as scripture says. And yet when I'm talking to him, my core principles don't change based on what he likes. I don't suddenly switch to being pro-choice when I talk to him, because even though I don't know everything, my core principles that I believe that govern the world are still the same. In the Republican Party, the Second Amendment is sacrosanct because it is what the founders tried to preserve, which is the individual's defense against tyranny, both foreign and domestic. That's, by the way, where the enemy's foreign and domestic part of oaths to take office comes from. So for Shreve to give the old Chucksy doodles, well, I'm just learning. I'm not pandering. I, th- I really thought that that was going to help. Are you serious? How absolutely stupid and arrogant do you have to be to believe that one of the core foundations of conservatism in the Republican Party are not useful for your campaign for governing in a city where law-abiding citizens need guns in order to defend themselves? Does this take... Uh, something off the table, a criticism off Hogshead's table for him to go at Shreve for. So, in other words, you, you know, their campaign, uh, Hogshead's campaign manager it was quoted as saying something, I'm going to paraphrase here. He's saying, like, well, look, this guy was, uh, you know, had the A rating from the NRA a couple of years ago, and now he comes out and says this. He was either misleading somebody then or misleading you now. I think, I think it was kind of a win for Hogshead's campaign in a way, wasn't it? First of all, Hawk said it's completely right. And actually, to amend, he got an AQ rating from the NRA, which means uh. that at one point, and I have, I have seen this questionnaire, that, ha- that, uh, excuse me, that Shreve sat down, took the NRA's questionnaire, and said that he firmly believed and supported in the Second Amendment and the universal right of all citizens of the United States to hold firearms, and especially rifles, uh, in order to maintain their liberties. 
And Hogsett's right. He flip-flopped. And this is what I've heard from individuals in the Indiana GOP, certainly on the ground, a couple of friends in the Marion County GOP who told me, well, he's better than Hogsett. Here's my question to that. How do you know? How do you know? Mm. How do you? I mean, he literally just flipped on one of the largest principles and pillars of conservatism. How do you know when he gets into office, he won't change on a whole bunch of other stuff? Hogsett has a point. He's either misleading someone before or now, at least with Hogsett, as much as I hate him. And Hammer, you and I have that together. We cannot stand this fool <laughs> who is responsible for so much violence in what used to be a beautiful city. At least Hogsett is very honest about what he believes and doubling down on the stupidity of it. You and I have no idea what Sharif believes because he just proved he has no beliefs. He goes with the wind. So, Tony, one of the things that Nige and I take pride in on this show is we don't want to be friends with any of these people. I think that's why this show is successful. We don't have to worry about hurting the feelings of the Republicans or the Democrats. We're brutally honest here. So my question to you is Jefferson Hogsett, and that's what I'm calling him, Jefferson Hogsett getting bad advice from his advisors, or is he just full of crap? Both. And here's why. All of these political campaigns who hire these massive, big corporate, uh, partisan specialty advisory groups that come out of big cities and come out from the East Coast, and they look at Indianapolis like it's a Microsoft Excel spreadsheet and like give you this mathematical way to run a campaign. You know what's happening to those campaigns? They're dying. I mean, we can talk about all of the different ways that Trump screwed up campaigns from the populist side in 2022. But in 2022, establishment races also lost big in key red states because this old idea of looking at everyone like they're a bunch of numbers and adjusting your policies based on what you think is going to win the election has become incredibly distasteful in the mouths of everyday Americans, especially Hoosiers. You think that some Hoosier who goes to work and come home, comes home every day wants to hear the mathematical analysis of why we need to ban his Second Amendment rights? No, he wants to be left alone from the government, and he wants the police and the mayor to do their damn jobs. He's not interested in a bunch of this nonsense. So I think it's both. Shreve chose to hire people who are stupid and who make stupid decisions, and well, now he's, he's suffering from it. But he also has been planning this for like a month. I talked to people from inside his campaign who are unhappy with Shreve and who told me very overtly that he had been planning this entire thing like two, three, four weeks before he made the announcement while he was still going around telling everyone that he was pro 2A. So the dude's a liar and a coward. Speaking with Tony Kennett here, uh, investigative reporter for The Daily Signal, former educator, uh, STEM administrator uh, at IPS in that school system there. You, you, I think you briefly mentioned it at the beginning of this segment. You, are, are you, you're not at the Department of Education's summit, are you? Are you, are you covering that? What's going on there? What is that? So uh, the Biden administration, in the wake of the Supreme Court ruling that says universities are no longer allowed to factor a person's skin color into the admissions process, uh, the Biden administration is hosting a, uh, they call it like some equity equality summit in admissions, oh, some boy. kind of something yeah. for the Department of Education. It's, it's wild, guys. I mean, I've heard some things from some of the <clears throat> quote unquote experts that they've ponied up 
that have said crazy, crazy things. I mean, one lady who, by the way, is not a, a teacher. She doesn't have classroom experience like, like I do. When I report on education, you know that I actually know what I'm talking about. This is just some USA Today journalist from Hawaii with a BS in journalism, and I do mean a BS. <laughs> and uh, she kind of got in front of everyone and got all passionate and said that, you know, this entire country was just built on all of these racist systems. And what we really need to do is remove the barriers so that every kid gets accepted to any college they apply for. Participation trophies. <laughs> wow. Right. Harvard that, and Yale now dishing out participation trophies. You know, so I got I worked really hard to get the offer of admission for West Point. I was Mike Pence's last uh, appointment to West Point before he ran for governor. And I busted my tail to get that. Uh, recommendation. And if this entire new strategy opens up where it's just accept every kid always, I mean, can you imagine our military academies just accepting whoever because it's a big, expensive education? I mean, good no. God, the, the meritocracy in this country is directly under attack. They're also saying that equity is very expensive. So I love that the new strategy is going to be give us more money because that's what universities need with their skyrocketing tuitions is more money. So, Tony, at this convention that you're at, this education convention for diversity and equity, uh, I know this may be a long answer from you, but I am a white male. What am I responsible for? What things have I been blamed for at this convention that you're at? Well, the really long answer is yes. You have done everything, Jason Hammer. You live and subsist in a country where you have done everything wrong. Everything in this country yep. was built for you. And uh, by the way, that's actually called critical race theory, uh, which states that everything that has ever been done in this country is a result of and a goal towards white supremacy. So, you terrible evil man with your SAT scores. By the way, there were several people saying the SAT is systemically racist. Oh, uh, which man. Is, I mean, again, that's new. I mean, the SAT Everything's racist. The test, but, like, it's not racist. It's just poorly written. Incredible. I see a post from the Indiana Department of Health on Twitter, at StateHealthIN. I'm going to read this to you word for word. Quote, Join the Indiana Department of Health next week at the 2023 Breastfeeding Conference for a day of learning, networking, and connection. Hear dynamic speakers. Take valuable knowledge back to your community to support chest feeding and breastfeeding families. Register today. <laughs> What's the difference, Tony, between breastfeeding and chest feeding? I'm afraid I already know the answer, but I want to hear it from you. Well, as a former anatomy and physiology teacher, and also as someone who studied specifically OBGYN pre-med when I was in, in my undergraduate, there's this really crazy, probably unheard of <laughs> bit of science that we know, in which breasts, which are hanging off the front of a female, those produce milk. Huh. And the, the chest, which you can find on a man, or pecs if you have an ounce of muscle, which let's face it, none of these dudes do, they don't <laughs> produce milk. However, the CDC says that if you give a guy medical promide, which is an anti-nausea drug that has also been used to remedy uh, mothers who perhaps don't produce enough milk for their kids, especially in situations of, of twins or triplets, it can actually stimulate a man's nipples, is a sentence I never thought I would say, <laughs> stimulate a man's nipples to produce water, sweat, oil, and also the drug medical promide, so it's kind of dangerous for the kid. I got nipples, Tony. Can you milk me? <laughs> 
I have not heard a quote from that movie in, ever, <laughs> and I appreciate that's from Meet the Parents, right? Yeah. Correct. Gaylord Fokker speaking with uh, right. Robert De Niro. <laughs> I, have, I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? So, so did they, so they, uh, is my understanding that they deleted that tweet, right? They did. There was a lot of, of blowback, shockingly, because, you know, here in, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but Indiana is typically a red state. We have a Republican governor and a Republican supermajority in both houses. And so one would think that perhaps that kind of insane, all scientific, uh, transgender affirming nonsense that absolutely has no place in medicine or biology, we wouldn't, you know, put up with that. So they deleted the tweet because everyone started to pile on. Well, except for the gubernatorial candidates, but, you know, they're too busy being blocks of wood. But the State Department, they removed it. I have a question for Governor Holcomb. Uh, if he could maybe take, you know, five minutes away from planning his his golf trips and his trips around the world to the Middle East to talk about climate, whatever, maybe he could appoint a state health commissioner, since, you know, that's his job, that passed ninth grade biology. <laughs> I, I would be happy to tutor someone on the side if they need to know that men can't produce milk and women can. I mean, how demeaning to the Hoosier women that we have. Well, look, I, I mean, Tony, if Joe, if Joe Biden can cure cancer, then certainly men <laughs> men oh can God. produce milk. We got about uh, we got about a minute left here. Joe Biden again saying that uh, well, they cure cancer. He's uh, cured it. He wasn't going done. to cure it. It's done. No more cancer. Right, and the uh, the White House has since gone back and said that well, what he actually said, even though you can hear on the video that he said uh, we have ended cancer like nothing before we've ended it like he has said that it's done uh, but they've gone back and they've said, well, he's actually saying that we can cure cancer, which, by the way, we can't. Um, cancer is not like a, a virus or a bacteria. You can't just snap your fingers and cure it. Uh, but anywho, of course, that doesn't matter to the administration. As someone who's had the misfortune of watching someone with advanced dementia, all the same patterns are here. The president clearly has dementia, and uh, all I can say is uh, I have the utmost disgust for his colleagues, his friends, and his family for pushing that man up on the world stage and letting him humiliate himself and the nation he's supposed to be leading. It's, it's disgusting. Got about 15 seconds here, Tony. What are you working on at The Daily Signal? You know, everyone can't stop being stupid, so I'm uh, I'm reporting on it. You should follow me on Twitter, at TheTonus, and uh, follow my work over at The Daily Signal. Tony Kennett, you're the best. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.